I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. What's happening? Happy Monday. Good afternoon and welcome. It's the bottom line on 100.7thescore, 107thescore.com and the 100.7thescore mobile app, which you can carry just about anywhere with you, even up in boring Oregon. You can listen in alongside the one and only George Christopher Sneed. I'm Choice Woodman. Got Clint Scott across the way taking care of us. You two can hit us up. The thoughts, the comments, the questions, hopes, dreams, whatever you got, bring it in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 The Score mobile app and at 107thescore.com. Hey, yo, Sneeder! What's up? How are you today? It's Monday. I'm good. Are you Mondaying? Mm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm about to go get on a plane. Go get on a plane? Yeah. On a Monday? Uh-oh, hang on. Maybe not. <laughs> you getting canceled? No, no not you. I got I just got a. I just got a flight notification that there was a change to your flight. Oh, that's always. And I'm about to take a flight at two thirty. Okay, that always makes you like you know. Yeah. Pause. Never fear, I'll be back tomorrow. Wow. Actually, I won't be back tomorrow. I got a college baseball foundation board meeting. Come on, bro. That's okay. I mean, we'll people, survive without you. That makes some people happy when I'm not here. I'll be hanging part of the show tomorrow Some more basketball duties where are you going tomorrow uh, Clyde other Clyde. side of Abilene Clyde 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 do like me some Clyde it's a nice gym you ever been in there uh, no I haven't they I know they built a nice fancy yeah room. it's not it's not that old like six or seven yeah. years old and it's pretty pretty schnazzy you got the sneak seat backs all the way through and all mm, that but fancy schmancy no doubt how was your weekend Uh, pretty good I saw you were you were uh, calling color for the right team this week. I was I was with the the good guys, yes, uh, and the good guys scored a whole lot of runs. Yeah. So, so if you like offense, it was a good weekend at the ballpark. Question, answer, maybe. What did you think of Texas Southern's black pinstripes? Uh, the black pinstripes? I thought we were going to go maroon. No, the maroon. They look like a softball team. They look like a slow pitch softball team. I think I think the maroons were so horrible that it made me not hate the black pinstripes. As I much. loved. The oh, you're black in pins. on the black pinstripes. I am pins. in on those. If I, now, and I know that Tim Tadlock will never ever do a black pinstripe, like a black uniform, all black uniform. You remember uh, Louisville came here, and we're all black. All blacks. Yeah. In a in a regional. Yeah. And um. I would. I think that would be sharp as all get. The out. all blacks were okay for Louisville. The worst ones I remember are New Mexico's because there's they had the baggy pants with the yeah. football stripe and theirs looked yeah. like like sweatpants. Um, Vanderbilt, they've got black pennies, and I I would I could get down for that. I I would like be pennies, all right? on board. Vandy's Vandy's are kind of iconic though. I mean they've had. Those I for think a while. Texas Tech rocking some black pennies would be. 
Sweet. The black pinstripes didn't bother I, me I that, that much, but I'm very – it's weird. In, in different sports, I have different feelings about style of uniform. Football, mm. I'm okay with the tricked-up newer stuff. I don't have to have the old traditional – I probably prefer the traditional, but like Oregon stuff, Very I, I can get into some of that. traditional stuff anymore. No. I mean, unless you're Bama, Penn State, Texas, you know. Yeah. I mean, even even Florida State, you know, they've, they've rocked, you know, white helmet, maroon helmet, yeah. black helmet. I mean, it's it's kind of – Exactly. Well, in football, I can handle that. Uh, basketball – I can take a little bit of both. Just don't trick it up too much. But baseball, I am extremely traditional with the mm. uniforms. Extremely I, traditional. I don't want to go like really weird. I mean, I think pennies are sweet. Black pennies are cool. I like I like an all color uniform. I think it would be sweet if, if we rocked an all red pinstripe uniform. I would be down with that. That's hard to think about. It is hard to think about. I mean, all red. Now, well, you know who does that. Um, Somebody's got some all reds. Uh, Georgia's got all red. Do they? Yeah, I believe so. No, I think mine. Uh, Somebody's got all red. When it comes to the uniforms, I want them traditional in baseball. Um, I think like or even Oregon's uniforms. Nah. Oh, they've got some stuff that's that's way out there. The the like well, the <laughs> black ones like Oregon's tech on the on Sunday. The, those are pretty cool. Well, they, I I don't like that. There's just one tiny duck, and that's no, no, all no, no, no. The black ones the, they wore, they said they said uh, oh, Oregon across the front. Yeah, but they've got some that just have a little duck. Yeah, that was actually and they had they some, wore that one day. They had when Oregon they came to tech. Lubbock a couple years back, they wore some pinstripes, not pinstripes. They were some some gray pants, and they had the Oregon the O on their on their hamstring on the back of their hamstring. Okay, and very, I was like, that's odd. Very softball esque. Yeah, uh, baseball pants are white or gray. End of story. The rest are just softball pants. That's oh, kind of my line I'm of thinking. I'm sorry. They can I, have I, pinstripes, I, but they got to be white or gray. Yeah, I I know I'm on an island with that. Not an island. I'm on an island. Well, I'm on an island with the, with, some other with the black pennies. I'm on an island with that. I think that would look sharp. Yeah, black I mean, pennies that just said. Imagine this, tech just tech right across in black pennies. Just said tech across I'm, the front. You're gonna have to draw it up. Who knows what we're gonna get with Adidas? I mean, <laughs> well, I bet you we will have we will have a a black top with, with a double T with with white pinstripes, and it'll have a red shirt that says Texas Tech, and then you'll have a a white pinstripe uniform with a with a double T left chest, uh-huh. and then you'll have a gray shirt that says a gray top that so says, says Texas, Texas Tech. Tech across. Yeah. That's what you're gonna get. Exactly what you have. Now. I hope we get some throwbacks like the old Raiders one we had in the '90s. I don't think you're going to get a throwback like that. I think you'll get a – I wish we would mix in the cream jersey more. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. But some I mean, people don't like I, the cream. I love – or anything. Another jersey to wear on Tuesday. Okay. I would – I mean, if they wanted to go rock Tuesday creams, I'd be all in on that. Who knew you'd get your uniform report up front like oh, this? Oh, man. But, I, I mean, I'm a uniform – Well, I mean, honestly, uniform junkie. like uniforms – that was uh, much more interesting than anything that happened on the field this weekend. Uh, well, I because mean, now, now you said it. I actually didn't hate their Friday uniforms of Texas Southern, but Saturday's uniforms those are bad. Oh, atrocious! Gosh, what was that? They looked like a. They did. They looked like a, a 1975 beer league softball team. Yep, pretty pretty rough. And again, we've spent uh, the whole first segment talking about. 
opposing baseball uniforms or potential uniforms because, well, you outscored them 68-14, to 14, I think was the total, and uh, basketball didn't do so great. We will talk some basketball. Do we have to? A smidge. Uh, a smidge, because he's still got four important games coming up. Yeah. It doesn't end. And he Who's got one playing for us, really, though? really big one tomorrow night with the Longhorns coming to town for the final time as a Big 12 opponent. Y'all uh, chime in. Several of you already have on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. We'll get some of those thoughts. We've got a lot of headlines for you. We'll set up the day next. You're listening to The Bottom Line until 3 today on 100.7 The Score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Thrilled to be part of your Monday. Choice Wooden Chris Snead joining you from the First United Bank Studio. Handling us today. Keep hitting us up with thoughts, the comments, the questions. All welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, a couple more baseball thoughts, and we'll move on to court storming. Someone says, Shelly says, where's the pinstripe petition? Sign me up. She's with you. Uh, someone else says, is Sneed saying panties? Pennies. <laughs> I was kind of with him. I thought it. Did I say the, fir- the, fir- the first, the, I think I think you said pennies, but the first pronunciation, you, Choice and I both looked at each other like. It like, kind of sounds like sound like panties? <laughs> pennies? It's very t- similar. Pen- pennies? Like, oh, wow. Now say pennies. <laughs> yeah. pennies. 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 <laughs> pinstripes. Yeah. Black black uniform black with white pennies. pinstripes. I said black pennies. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think he was saying that, no. Oh, yeah, God. I'll sign the I'll petition never, for them I'll, not to wear that, yes. Although uh, the new Fanatics pants, you know. That reminds me oh, of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, Major League Baseball. Wow. Okay, remind me what happened. I did so see it. So Major League Baseball has, have got new Fanatics pants uh-huh. and uniforms. The uniforms oh, are they're see-through, right? The the uniforms don't. It is like it's like a paper towel material. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's like you gave you gave your you know you. But gave these are me, still Nike, right? Yeah. But Fanatics is still yeah, but you, them it's up like or, they gave your you gave Walker. Hey, here's some fabric. Make a uniform. Ooh. And that's how the tops are. Stuff doesn't match. And but the pants, it's like, hey, what's the sheerest fabric we can use? Hey, let's let's get some of that right there. Hey, that crotch area, just, just use your imagination. It looks like it should have perforated lines all the way down that you can yeah. just like whoosh, tear them. Oh gosh, it is bad. I'll say this: mm-hmm. they look breathable. That's for sure. <laughs> they better be. I mean, they can breathe. They don't leave much to the imagination. Well, That's all right. I'm going to say okay. about that. Um, was a duck fan, lived in Bend, Oregon from 01 to 03, did not like the feathers. I prefer the plain uniforms like Penn State. That's from Steven. Okay. Okay. NC, I mean. NC State and Indiana have all red uniforms. Don't see it on Georgia. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Indiana, yeah. NC State, not Georgia. Sorry. I, I, got, I got my. I do my remember Southeast. the NC State one. Yeah. NC State. And those are sweet, dude. Those are sweet. I love a Sunday special. I could be talking Jersey. I mean. You know, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Ole Miss for anything, but when they rock those Sunday powder blues, man, those yeah. are those are sweet. Okay. All right, uh, a couple more baseball things in a moment. First, so if you missed it, um, what happened over the weekend? Kyle Filipowski, mm-hmm. Duke 
Blue Devils mm-hmm. center, I guess, big man. Um, he got hurt in a court storming. Mm-hmm. That's the surface level story. Wake Forest uh, wins over Duke on their home floor. The students pile on. Everybody seems to pile in to the court, and we see Kyle Filipowski limp off with an injury and seems yeah. to be in pain. He has to get carried off by teammates. Um, as we see further, have you – Now, we've seen the upper-level view. Yeah. It looks like he might have put his stuck his foot out uh, seems there. Seems like karma may be in play. Yeah. Uh, He's stu- uh, like, the first, I'm going to trip you. The side-level one, I'm like, oh, he could be tripping him. Not – I don't think there's much doubt when you see the upper level view. He goes Grayson Allen on him. Oh and yeah, he's, 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 he's sticking the foot to, out trying he's, to he's trip, trying to trip the kid, and the kid inadvertently hurts him when he did that. Yes, and I don't know if they click knees or or what, but yeah, it's it's like yeah, karma so, remains undefeated I mean, sometimes. The, the karma, whatever, that, that's fine. He might have got what he deserved. Yeah. Well, no. It goes back no, to the basis. No, let's, of, hey, let, let's go back to let's back up all the way. Shit. He didn't get what he deserves. He's a player playing on the court. The game is over. Youthful exuberance or whatever. I mean, I'm not a big fan of court storming, field storming, rushing the field, because you get a lot of people out there that have been drinking, mm-hmm. that have been raising all kinds of uncharted cane in the stands yelling at these players, and now all of a sudden they're right up next to them. And you remember what happened in Lubbock here where one of our one of our students runs up and shoves a player in the back on purpose, got caught on film, and, you know. Yeah, I also now, remember another time where on the basketball court, uh, we're, we're, West Virginia's, I've already forgotten his slug, name. Slugged a guy. Took, took a cheap shot at yeah. a student. Hit him in the temple, and yeah. the student and the student ends up getting, getting the run into that thing. Both uh, well, uh, the tech got fined for it. Fined, and you know, and the student caught some grief for that too. But I mean, yep. I, I don't know. I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not, you know, get off my lawn guy here. But I mean, I, it, I'll say this for Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Steve Maines, Mike Ryan. All those guys, I mean, the tech police, the the uh, Bill Todd, the 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 blue shirt group, the G Boren staff, and all the, the excuse me, the, the KT Black staff, all those folks that work in concert to get the players off the court at Tech and allow the students and the students at Tech know, hey, we're gonna get through on the court. We just gotta wait. And congratulations and heads up to Grant McCaslin for going over to the students yeah. and jumping in the stands with them before. The student and he invites them all down to the court afterwards. That's the way it should happen, yep. you know. I mean, because you know, if you have all the kids come down every game and celebrate with the with the players on the field after every win, then when there's a big upset, there's no need to go rush because they all know they're going to get out there. Yeah, I think Tech was way out in front of it because they've been well, doing they've this been for, fined enough times and yeah, but and, you've been doing this for a while and yep. I, I think they figured out a solution. And I'll say this what one more time, Texas Tech. It doesn't matter what sport, baseball. Football, track and field, basketball, our events management staff, and I'm going to Mike Ryan, Sandy Collins, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Steve Maines, that entire group, Allison Hernandez, everyone involved with that at Texas Tech, they are among the best, if not the best, at game management, um, crowd control, 
in just the entire operation, they are the best in the nation when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. I, I would tell you one of the worst places. It's, well, I'm not going to say that on the air. I'm not going to say that out loud. You probably can't. <laughs> but Wait, I mean, I, have, did sign on I, I say year, this. Right? I, I, have been a, I have been a part of three field rushes in the SEC. Okay. Okay. The first one, when Ole Miss beat Alabama, when Alabama was one and Ole Miss was three, and the, and the students rushed the field, and I'm trying to get off the field, and as Kent Hance would like to say, every once in a while, two people will run to the same spot, and they tie. And we tied. <laughs> <laughs> and that kid plowed me. Oh, you didn't win the <laughs> – I didn't win. That kid was that kid was every bit of 300 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's no kid. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, the second time – when A&M beat Alabama and the field rushed, which is ironic because, you know, you can't rush the court. You can't, you can't get on the field at A&M unless you're a player, right? Isn't that the rule? Yeah. We're pulling swords on people down there for that? Well, me and another kid had a tie. He didn't see me coming, and I flattened him. You won that one, I huh? flattened that kid. <laughs> <laughs> but then the third time, and it, since the theme here, Tennessee beats Alabama in that game. Yeah. And I was the first guy in the truck, in the van. See ya. I wasn't. I was running to the van before my referee put his hands up. Yeah. Those those things right there, you get so many people. Was that this year? That was last year. This past year? No, no, no. Ah, uh, twenty-two. Okay. Not twenty-three. Yeah, twenty-two seasons. Oh, okay. That was the really high-scoring game. That was the forty-nine. Yeah. 50, Fifty-two to forty-nine game. Yeah. The forty-something-yard field goal. Um. The people get on the on the field, they're not they're not they're just jumping up and down. They're looking around. They're not looking for you to get off the field. They're not they're not looking. They're just exuberant, excited, happy, and it only takes one really nefarious planning person to do something bad. Yeah, I think that uh, I think it does start with the court storming, the mm-hmm. the field rushing. So there's got to be something put in place. SEC has, I think, it's a hundred thousand dollar fine initially, two fifty the next one, and five hundred for the third and one. And the best part about that, if it's a conference game, it's paid to the other school. Yeah. Which so if you if you rush the court, if you know if you you know LSU, I think they had to pay uh, Tennessee, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or yeah. Kentucky a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So, uh, a few more baseball thoughts on the chat line. Get to those after a special live. edition of uh, Live Kaylee's Daily. She'll join us on the Visual Edge IT Hotline. Coming up next, it's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth this is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 the score happy monday y'all you're listening to the bottom line on 100.7 the score and 107 thescorecom we'll get back to some baseball thoughts coming up in just a little bit choice woodman chris sneed joining you from the first united bank studio and a special edition of this Kaka. Hello. Ah, Peanut, how are you there? 
I asked Clint if you were talking about panties, and he said pennies, which I was relieved by. Oh, man. I was worried, too. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, it is time for Girl Kaylee's dance. Dailies. Uh, once again, a live edition brought to you, of course, by me. All right. Uh, Kaylee, the floor is yours. You gave us homework. All right. So I did give you homework. This is probably going to be a normal Monday thing because, as you recall, this is my new weekend day. Okay. Or it's a second new weekend day, as I should say. Okay. So this is a way for me to make y'all do a little bit more. You'll be fine. Anyways, so we've talked about the horned lizard or the mm-hmm. horny lizard. I don't think it should be called a horny toad, but whatever. You know, we've dived into that enough. But so I found this cool flow chart that was made from awkwardadaptations.com. I wish I would have made it. It's really cool. But anyways, basically, it's just a nice little flow chart that explains how horny lizards cheat death. And it varies with rattlesnakes and coyotes and even people. So I asked y'all to tell me of the predators on this flow chart, who do you think is the most lethal to the horny toad? And what adaptation do you think is the most effective in its defense of itself? Because, you know, they have the blood shooting out of the eyes. They have the fact that they are small and speedy so they can get away. And they also have, which I personally think is my favorite, the fact that they just use their pointy heads to poke the predator's mouth when they're inside of them. That is my personal favorite. Okay. All right. I just want y'all to tell me what is the predator that has the best chance of getting a horny toad? I'm I'm gonna go the, uh, the the don't take mine. You want to take yours? I said don't take mine. Well, go you go first then. It's the Roadrunner. I, I oh. this is the one I have personally seen happen oh. multiple times. So I would say the Roadrunner has the best chance of uh, gobbling down uh, a little horny toad because well they're quick. Yeah, uh, they can catch one to begin with. And birds seem to be able to expand their throats decently. So I don't know that the uh, the puff up and choke that bird mm-hmm. uh, works quite <laughs> works quite as well against the the road runner. Um, so that's that's the one I'm going with. I'm going with the nice, rattlesnake. Nice. Oh, uh, are you going to respond to that, or are you waiting for me? Give me your defense first, and then I will deliberate. I'm I'm gonna go with the rattlesnake, and because I mean it's it's it, it's if it gets you, it's gonna just swallow you whole, and it can it can make those jaws as big as it needs to, and it's just I don't think it's gonna matter to you if you puff up on that guy inside. I don't think it's gonna matter. I think you're done for. Okay, interesting, interesting. So. For clarification on this flow chart, the Roadrunner is big, feathery, sharp beak, which yeah. I love. And then Rattlesnake is long, scaly, slither monster, also yeah. love. Both valid points, both valid points. I will say that I was leaning towards Rattlesnake, mainly because of the size advantage, because when you think about the fact that they are pretty evenly matched, mm-hmm. but the Rattlesnake has the advantage of being able to kind of like cut off its exit i guess you could say yeah but then i did remember something about how roadrunners have the ability to basically like tear apart their prey mm-hmm. and then if you recall from a daily that was about a year ago they have a tendency to like eat snakes and let them hang out of their mouth while they slowly digest on the inside do you mm-hmm. remember that dad yeah i do so yeah. 
because of that, and sometimes I even teach myself, I think I do have to go with Roadrunner here just because I did have that recollection that Roadrunners do have the ability to basically carry their meal with them and eat it at their pace. So I will go Roadrunner in this case. So congratulations, Choice. You are our winner in this Monday showdown. I haven't figured out what we're calling this yet, but I'll figure it out. I'm still waiting for the owl off, so. The more you ask about the owl off, the less I want to do it. Wow. (laughs) That's great. It's kind of like when I was younger and you were always like, do the dishes, do the dishes, do the dishes. The more you nagged about it, the less I wanted to do it. Wow. (laughs) I I actually have seen. uh, (laughs) I love love the... uh, daughter element here i've seen the uh <laughs> she just wearing me out here on the show i'm okay called me out last all, week for not paying her we're all here for it we're here well for when it. you keep saying it's brought to you by you and then it's not brought to you by you it is well, i mean you got your money you got your money I so bills. Bills. thank you all right that's kaylee and we'll talk to you again next monday but uh you'll produce get to produce an art segment here for us <laughs> well, love you Love this segment, it, it's my name in it, kind of like your rules of the game. It's like, I, we do it the way I want. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, uh, Kaylee. There's everybody, Kaylee. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, Kaylee. Bye, Bye Kaylee. everybody. <laughs> it's Kaylee on the Visual Edge Holy IT cow. hotline for us. Get her own show. I mean, she she <laughs> is. The apple doesn't fall far there, so. Oh, well. I mean, you didn't. <laughs> I mean. Wait, wait, young Shelby was in the room. Oh, I, I <laughs> oh my it. gosh. I believe it. I actually have seen a a Roadrunner pick up a, pick up a horny toe mm. out at Roaring Springs Ranch, Texas. Wow. There's a bunch of Roadrunners out there and a bunch of horny toads. So. Chaparrales? I've never called one a chaparral. You know what they are? I, I think that's the same bird. Roadrunner's a chaparral, isn't it? Yeah, I've never called It's a Roadrunner. It's a chaparral. I'm from West Texas. Uh Couple of baseball questions before we get rid of you, Snead. Yeah. Uh, what was? What are you saying? Tadlock's met was or who are you saying Tadlock was sending a message to? You kind of alluded to that earlier. I I went into the weekend thinking the only position in in flux was probably right field. Um, I no longer think that. I think that I think first base might be in flux a little bit. Um. I don't know if it's truly in flux or if I think it is like you being said sent. that a message is being sent. Hey, saying hey. If you're not going to perform, we have other guys yeah, that will. we can do that. So I, I, I don't think that anyone's position is just nailed down um, solid. Now, I would say that – Let's say the one behind the plate's pretty I solid. think, yeah, I would, I would say – well, here's what I would say. I'd say catcher, third base, um, shortstop, left field, and I think there's, I think there's an argument for center field to be open. I mean, not open, but uh, in, in play a little bit. Oh, I, think, I, think, I think it's in play. I think I think center field's in play. Now, uh, um, again, I think there's Gage heavy... did plenty to help his batting average this weekend, but I mean, it was hard for anyone not to do that this yeah. weekend. I think there's plenty of these battles that are heavily leaning one way, but mm-hmm. not completely sealed off. I think I think right field is in flux. I think the DH position is in flux. Um, yeah, even, even even though it doesn't seem that way. I wouldn't say that second base is altogether closed off. Sure, I, I mean I think it is. It's pretty solid there, yeah. but I, I mean, wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say. I mean, I mean, I love Tracer, and he he did some things this weekend. And he, but uh, I mean, I, he came out of the weekend hitting one seventy five mm-hmm. or so, and yeah. so you got to have some production. I mean, 
this team's going to swing it, and there's a lot of teams, a lot of players on this team swinging it. I, I just, I'm just saying, it's week two. I, I don't think things are settled yet. I think, I think you're going to see some, some, maybe some movement, maybe some, some battles continue this weekend. Yeah, I thought it was interesting to see Stripling come out of the dugout on Friday. Uh, this from the chat line. I hope Kaylee isn't listening to her dad advocating for baseball players in panties. LOL. Okay. Mm, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, Bullfighter says, so with the pitchers having success elsewhere, does that mean it means something or is it just a fluke? Talking about Molina and Divine. And, no, I don't read anything into that. Yeah. I mean, we got plenty Sometimes of a fresh start hey, is exactly what a guy exactly, needs. Exactly. I mean, Divine, you know, Divine is, I mean, look, let's, let's not uh, get crazy here. Andrew Devine had a really good weekend, but he had a really good weekend against Maryland Eastern Shore. Okay, it's not like he went out there and carved up, carved up Tennessee this weekend. Who would win, Texas Southern or Maryland Eastern Shore? <laughs> I think that would be a tremendous series because they got swept by Austin P. I mean, I mean, hey, yeah. the team we're playing this weekend, Gardner Webb. I mean, I've, I've dug into them. I'm not sure what they did this weekend. Not good. I'm I'm thinking that Gardner Webb and Texas Southern would be a pretty decent series. Yeah, I don't think I think not trying to scare people away from going to baseball games, but I think you're going to get very similar results. I, Maybe not as many runs, but yeah. Gardner Webb's two I, I and five think, right yeah. now. I I think that know. that was going to be a, a series where you're probably going to have a lot of eleven to fours, a couple of seventeen to threes. Yeah, you know, no way. You could name your score. You can play a lot of guys again. And those yeah. series are doing what they got to get you get, get you, done. You better figure it out. Because uh, the week after that, hey, here comes uh, Horns. Oh, joy. Sneed, have a great rest of your day. And you need to go to New Mexico in the middle of that, too. Oof. That sounds fun. Not. It's the bottom line. Rolling on to hour number two next on 100.7 The Score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. On to hour number two, you're hanging with the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. I'm Choice Woodman alongside Mountain Dew Breath himself, Jamie Lint. joins us in the first United Bank studio. Clint Scott across the way taking care of us. You can take us in on TV, that mobile app. You can uh, take just about anywhere with you, even in uh, why not North Carolina. Why not? Tune in. Is that two words or one? Two different words, yeah. Why not? Why not North Carolina? Keep hitting us up. Many of you have a lot of baseball stuff on the chat line. We'll get to some of that. We'll talk some hoops in the second hour here. College football playoff. Is uh, some news trickling out about the future of the college football playoff? We'll uh, we'll get into some of that. Teams. Let's just get there. I'm just ready to fast forward to it. The 68 now. That's no. Too many. That's too many for college is football. It? Is it? I think it is. I, I mean, think I, in honor of Mike Leach, we'll go to 64. <laughs> football is. Hidden. I don't know. It doesn't need it doesn't need to be that many for football. Basketball and baseball are different. What's the what's the maximum number? Well, um, where it's just not a horrible product. The NFL has what fourteen? We keep expanding in the NFL. Is and it fourteen know, now? Yeah, and so I know that there's 
more college teams than NFL teams, but ah, I NFL is just under half the teams, so sixty four would be right under half. Yeah, no, I'm. A, I think I'm. I don't at think 16. you're shooting for percentage here. Yeah, I <laughs> think I'm, I'm at sixteen. Sixteen. I think thirty two would be the max number. Like, because I really don't think sixty four would be good. I think thirty two, and I don't think we're anywhere close to that. But that would be the number where it's like. Okay, you go beyond this, it gets really When are you starting this oversaturated. 32? When are we what? When are you starting that? Like what I mean like Project- uh, September. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it would be December, but I also think it would include and I do think this is in our future um conference semifinals and finals games. I think that would be included. Conference semifinals and finals games. Yes, I think you would see a conference semifinals where it'd be four teams, four best teams in those leagues, and finals that kind of work their way into. And I think I think this is the thirty-two teams would be whenever we have the the Big Ten and the SEC just running everything, and the Big Twelve's gone, the ACC's gone, and we have. Over 64 power teams in those two conferences. 60 so for 32, teams. how many weeks is that? I'm terrible at this. 32 to 16 is one week. Oh, 16 to 8 is two weeks. Well, how long is college 8 basketball? to 4 is three weeks. 4 to 2 is four weeks. 2 to 1 is five weeks. All right? So five sure. weeks. So it feels like it would Seems have to legit. be started December, the first weekend of December. Mm-hmm. And then how, where are you starting these semifinals of yours? These semifinals these, of these yours. That I'm, you put, you're making me think way more than I plan. I was just So the last two weeks of Woodman Estate's a big sponsor of the 32-team playoff. Of course playoff. we are. Yes. yes. The semifinals brought to you by Joyce Woodman's Estates and Chuck Hines Enterprises. Um, so that's that's a lot. You got to get football done. You got to get the regular season done by the middle of November. It feels like in your semifinal conference semifinal world. Yeah, I so, uh, and I think we'll. I think that's where we'll end up eventually. So I wonder if we start a little bit earlier, or are we cutting back on regular season games? Cutting back. Yeah, that's what I would guess. I think you cut back to like a 10-game season. Yeah, but the schools aren't going to love that. No, but that's also the motivation to get into said 32-team playoff. Again, uh, who knows? I, well, I do think we get to they be motivated 16. to get into the 12-team playoff or 14 or whatever oh, it ends up being? Sure. It'll be a lot easy, well, easier. So the have you seen the model that they're talking about? This is why I'm bringing this up in the first place. So uh, a week ago they approved the 5-7 model. Five seven, which is what we've talked about. Five automatic bids, seven there. But they're already looking ahead to twenty twenty six. The college football playoff committee is in discussions right now, trying to get a contract done with ESPN. Um, where it sounds like Brett Yormark would approve this. Sounds like from from the writing out there that he would approve this. But it sounds like the fourteen team model that they're shooting for in twenty twenty six would include three guarantees for the SEC, three guaranteed bids for the Big Ten, two for the Big 12, and two automatic bids for the ACC. 
there would be one uh, how much math okay that was 10 okay there would be one uh group of five guarantee so the best group of five team and then three at large bids would you sign up for that so you're still a le- you're, you're showing less power than the big 10 and sec but i don't think there's i mean you can is you your can mark yourself is your mark signing off on this because he feels like there's not going to be a guarantee every year right now uh-huh. of getting two Big 12 teams in. I think that that would be the, the line of thinking. So he's saying get over your ego about we're giving the and he's, SEC and Big 10 more yeah. and just accept, hey, this is better for us in the long run. And that's really all he's concerned with. Yeah, yeah He can appreciate him checking well, the ego at the door there a little bit. I could appreciate it because ego is why there's no Pac-12 anymore. A big chunk of, I mean, mm-hmm. if if I, ego wasn't involved and the Pac-12 would have accepted some schools from the Big Big Twelve a couple of years ago, they would still be around and the Big Twelve wouldn't. I'm not worthy of the top. Or worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not <laughs> worried. <laughs> I'm not worthy of doing a show with you two. I probably need to just hang it up. I'm not worried about the SEC having three teams that I think legitimately deserve to be in the top 14. I'm not worried about the Big Ten having Mm -hmm. three. I'm not worried about the ACC having two. I'm not worried about the Big 12 having two. I hate when we guarantee these non-power five conferences anything. Well, Anything. Like this year. When Liberty got put into a way better bowl game because they were the best of the non-Power 5. So meanwhile, we got a a championship with our best 14 teams, which were really our best 13, and some Power 5 school that was barely a top 25 team and got (laughs) de-pantsed in the bowl game. Y'all tell us what you think. Uh, A couple of baseball questions. want to get to those. We'll talk some more college football playoff and continue this next it's the bottom line on 100.7 score we're not worthy we're not worthy getting to the point but taking the scenic route to get there this is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 the score Joyce Woodman, Jamie Lentz, yours from the First United Bank studio, Clint Scott across the way. To what do we owe the uh, honor of Queen? Just keeping up with the Wayne's World theme. Yeah. Okay. Underrated soundtrack, probably. Is Wayne's there such World. a thing? That is a great point. I have not once thought about that soundtrack, mm-hmm. but it's got a bunch of jams on there, mm-hmm. so that's a great point. I've never seen Wayne's World, so it's on the list. I just thought Clint was doing uh, Beelzebub, Beelzebub for himself because he came in and messed with my chair during the break. But What are you talking about? I've been in here the whole time. Mm. Mm. Uh, keep the thoughts coming in. We'll get to some basketball in just a moment. Wayne and Garth filling in on the bottom line. We're not worthy. Yes, that was well done. Um, here's a random question. And then we'll get back to college football playoff choice. And Jamie, is Julio Rodriguez in your top 10 as one of the best current 
players in Major League Baseball, and is he someone to watch out for this year? I probably wouldn't have him in my top ten. Uh, where did MLB did their whole top 100 player rankings? Do you know where they put him? I have no clue. I don't either. Um, he would be a top 20 player like in the game right now. I don't know if I'd put him in the top 10. Yeah, I probably could fit him in the top 20. Yeah, I'd, I mean, he's he's really good. He yeah. is one, someone to watch out for. Like, I would guess he's probably one of the uh, top 10 favorites to win AL MVP this year if we're going on Vegas odds. He Can came he, right in at 10. Right at 10? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Can you tell us who the top nine were? I can if you want. Number nine yeah. is Garrett Cole. I should have had you guess. Number eight, Jordan Alvarez. Juan Soto Gross. at seventh. Gross. Corey Seager at sixth. Awesome. Freddie Freeman at fifth. Yeah. Uh, Shohei Otani at fourth. Yeah. Judge Watch at three. Yeah. The Mookie Monster, Mookie Betts at two. Awesome. And <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. at number one. How many Dodgers good. on the list? Freeman, Mookie, Just and Otani. Right? Oh, I forgot. Otani is a Dodger. Three? Yes. So three so Yankees, three Dodgers. 10, three Yankees, three Dodgers. And guess how many of them won World Series champions? Yeah, Corey year? Seager, former That's Dodger. Right. Corey Seager. <laughs> Ronald Acuna was number 25 in their ranking last year. Well, he's a stud. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. He's one of those guys, like, right now that I'm like, I want to see him in person. Acuna is one of the few out there. Otani obviously is on that list, which I've seen him play outfield in person, or maybe he DH'd that game. But I want to see him. I don't know if I'll ever see him on the mound. Who knows, man. He was actually the, – the Rangers game I went to, he was scheduled to start – Earlier in the week, and then they pushed him back a day. Mm, bad deal for you. Yeah, so I was going to get the same pitch, but I mean it was it was better because I'm pretty sure the yeah the Rangers won that game. May not have with him on the mound. Anyway, okay, so kind of going back to our conversation, college football playoff. You're okay with the three three two two model, three two three two two one. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I. Do I think it's more likely that they're going to have three over Big 12 and ACC? Yeah. So I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah. I honestly think that, like, the more that I think about it, one, it, it does help that you – it's not going to be every single year that you're going to have two qualified Big 12 teams, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. And it, on the other side, yes, it automatically gives the SEC and the Big 10 more – but are we not concerned that there's going to be years that there's going to be that if that if it was just hey yeah. here's here's five automatics and then fill up the rest of the fourteen that there wouldn't SEC be four teams, or five yeah. SEC teams in exactly. there exactly mm-hmm. which because. again there's still three at large bids so those are going to most likely end up in the hands of the SEC and the Big Ten so well but it would have like, happened like anyway. where's Notre Dame in this conversation true true. Yeah, you would that's think, you would think that they thing. would consistently be a factor in this. But they have to be a, at large every time. Doesn't this kind of dumb down the I guess. Big 12 championship game? If And that's where my thinking was. Like uh, their both teams are already in once they get to the game. Eventually this is going to set up for those games to be yeah. 
semifinal type or games that go with it. So you have there'll the be one seeding team, games right now. Yeah, you'll have the one team that makes the Big Twelve championship game, but is just a few ranking spots ahead of a different Big Twelve team that doesn't make the mm-hmm. championship game. And that team will lose the Big 12 championship game and drop back behind one that didn't make the championship game. And suddenly they will get in the other Big 12 team. That, what you just described, is old scenarios from the BCS, right? Yeah. Because you would have, like, uh, oh, I don't know, let's say uh, Oklahoma and Missouri in the Big 12 championship game. (laughs) uh, And Oklahoma beats Missouri, who was in the Big 12 championship game. But the uh, New Year's Six went to, I don't know, like the Kansas Jayhawks 2008 Orange Bowl. That scenario is playing out for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Here it is. All right, so that's the potential for the future. This year's 12-team college football playoff, they have released the odds on teams' odds to get into the playoff. Can you uh, guess the most likely teams? I, I can guess some of them. To qualify for the 12-team playoff, go for it. Alabama, Georgia. Alabama is actually way lower than normal. Ohio State. Yeah, because they have a new coach. Ohio State is by far the best odds. Michigan. At 1 to 10 odds. 1 oh. to 10. Meaning you have to bet a 1000 bucks to win 100 They're basically guaranteeing that Ohio State will be in this 12-team playoff. Yeah. That's what Vegas is doing. Georgia is number two, 1 to 9 yeah. odds. Texas. Texas is fourth or third, one to five odds. Tied with Oregon. Oregon. One to five odds there. Okay. They're in on this Dylan Gabriel cat. All right. So, I mean, the, the, the usual names are at the top of the list. Texas Tech is on the list. And the odds, not bad. 22 nationally. Okay. 22nd best odds to make the 12-team playoff. What happened to all of us that said, <laughs> after last year's slow start, <laughs> not buying into not the Not buying in. <laughs> not going to do this again. <laughs> I've learned again. my lesson. Uh, that went away really fast when the schedule release came out. <laughs> Man. 22nd best odds to make the 12-team playoff, um, tied with Missouri at 11-2 to two odds. Right behind USC and Texas A&M in terms of odds to get into this playoff. So Vegas says, yeah, there's there's a chance this year. All right, let's go. I mean, especially with 12, right? 12. I think that's the biggest part of it. It's And that's why you see some of these odds so, so slanted. So we got to jump nine. All right. You know, we can do it. It could happen. If we played in the SWAC, we'd only have to jump. Eight. You want to hear something? Because we'd be just guaranteed a spot. We really wouldn't have to jump any of them. We'd just be guaranteed a spot if we were the highest ranked That's right. non-power five. Let's just do that. Nah, I'd rather not. Yeah, earlier when you asked the, the perfect number, can I change it to 22? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. do that. Okay. Uh, who do you think the highest odds in the Big 12, best odds in the Big 12? I guess it would be worst odds. The Utes. Kansas State. K-State. Number one at one to two odds. Utah is the next one on the list. Ten to eleven odds. Arizona. 
two to one, and then vomit-inducing Kansas at five to two odds. You could have just stopped. You know, I sensed and that I should have, and I didn't. I just plowed right through the. Kansas has better odds than we do. Slightly, yeah. I do not like our odds anymore. These odds I am suck. not buying into the. <laughs> It's like uh, those. Just don't buy into Kansas. It's like it's like those uh, injury videos that you just keep watching because you can't look away from <laughs> choice. Stop. Just couldn't help it. I just plowed through the roadblock there. I'm quitting yeah. football. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.